around the world they drink this beverage in its many exotic forms. Half coffee and half hot milk. I want to, I want to. I want to, I want to. I'll praise the Lord, Lord. and keep the faith. Only G.O.D. could be a king to me. If you love me, you got to represent him well. Come and have a good time with G.O.D. Believe the scripture. Thank you for tuning in to Macchiato's Music and the Scriptures. I'm your host, Martinez. Please subscribe to these podcasts on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify. You can send me an email also to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. That's mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. Thank everybody for tuning in, whether you're listening on Facebook, whether you got hurt by Instagram, or maybe a friend sent it to you. It doesn't matter. You are here because God sent you here. And I believe that you're going to hear something in today's episode uh, that's going to change your life. And uh, I pray that even as you go back and listen to the catalog of other episodes that we have, because this is episode number 54, I believe that it will truly bless your life. Now, today we're dealing with part two. This is probably like the first series of messages or episodes I think I've ever did. And uh, there are some I still need to go back and do part twos too. But this is part two to prayer one-on-one. Uh, last uh, time we spoke, we talked about petition prayer. We talked about the will of God, understanding what the will of God is. Talking about using the name of Jesus in prayer. Talked about faith, what faith is, the importance of faith in prayer, how prayer, you know, doesn't make faith work but faith makes prayer work so we went over all those things now part two of today what i want to talk about i want to talk about a term called intercessory prayer intercessory prayer but all intercessory prayer is is simply praying to god on behalf of others and you're like oh that's so intercessory prayer is praying for other people yeah that's the terminology is intercessory prayer it's twofold it's not just you praying for somebody else because maybe they asked you to pray for them that's one way but sometimes there can be a situation where god may place a person on your heart somebody you know somebody you somebody you may not know somebody who it could be someone i know someone that told me that god was placing on their heart uh to pray for a particular celebrity and i'm not going to call their name but yeah because you know for some reason we celebrities are people celebrity have issues <laughs> just like we all do so god was having that particular person pray for that person but that's what intercessory prayer is and it's probably one of the most powerful prayers that we can ever pray number one really it's really the number one most um, unselfish prayer because you're taking your time out to pray for someone or something other than yourself so God simply honors that. Remember the scripture in Luke 6, 38, I believe it says, Give and it shall be given unto you. I know we like to use that scripture like money, but that's pertaining to anything. So as you're giving prayer, as you're taking time out of your day to pray on someone else's behalf, whether they asked you to or whether God may have revealed some things to you about that person that he wants you to pray for, God is going to honor that. So we want to start in, if you got your Bibles or your Bible app, whatever you're using, go with me to Ephesians chapter 6. That's where we're going to start. Ephesians 6, verse 18, it says, and I'm reading out of the New Living Translation as well. For anybody that may be reading out of a different translation, we'll still end up in the same place. Uh, verse 18, it says, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent 
in your prayers for all believers everywhere. And pray for me too. Ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for the Jews and Gentiles alike. I am in chains now, still preaching this message as God's ambassador. So pray that I keep on speaking boldly as I should. Now we read Ephesians 6, 19, I'm sorry, Ephesians 6, 18 through 20. Now this is the Apostle Paul that wrote the book of Ephesians. So you see at verse 19, he says, pray for me and ask God to give him the right words to boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for the Jews and Gentiles alike. So you have to understand that back then when Jesus ascended into heaven after he was crucified, people thought that the word of God or the gospel was only for Jewish people. They thought that Jewish people were the only ones that were, I guess, was supposed to get the gospel. God revealed that Jesus is for everybody. He died to save the world. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, so that whosoever believeth in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. So that's whosoever in there. That includes anybody. So if you go back up and look at verse 18, he says, pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion. And he says, stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for believers everywhere believers everywhere whether they have a title whether they don't have a title whether it don't matter if they name the name of Jesus if they confess their faith and hope in Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior they are a believer so he is saying stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for believers everywhere and then notice how um Paul humbles himself and he says that even though he's in these chains he's still preaching and he says pray that he will keep on speaking boldly as he should so what is he saying he's saying that possibly something could try to come up on him that may try to project fear to try to keep him from speaking possibly because even though the spirit of God is in him he still has a flesh so he's saying that if you pray for me you know how we use the term lift me up in prayer which we should be praying for each other anyway. He's saying that if you pray for me, supernaturally, God can strengthen him. So if any fear may have may try to be projected on him, it won't work. Now that's, just, that's just an example. That's not saying that that's what he was trying to communicate to them, saying that, yo, I'm, some fear might come on me, so pray. He's just saying, continue to pray that he should speak boldly as he should. So he's asking for prayer that he may speak boldly. So that's saying that, it's a possibility something can try to come up that may try to hinder his boldness. So he needs that strength of the Lord. And someone may say, well, if God knows he needs that strength, how come God just don't do it without prayer? Well, that's not the way that God set the system up. You've got to remember, God is creator of all. He set the system up. This is how he designed it. He, we are free moral agents. He's not going to do anything against our will, right? He doesn't want us to love him because he's making us love him. He doesn't want us to do nothing for him because he's making us. Now, if you look at yourself as being just a human being, his creation, you know, you don't even want your, you don't want your children necessarily doing stuff for you because you're making them. Tell me you love me, you know, uh, whatever, whatever. Now, of course, we know when they're children, you're training them up, but eventually you expect that child to 
handle their responsibilities. If you have a five-year-old still making hand gestures and not opening up their mouth saying, you know, I want a cookie, they're still doing it. Uh, 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 and they five, that's going to irritate you. Like, yo, why don't you just ask me for a cookie and I'll give you a cookie? It's the same with God. You know, he knows what we have need of before we ask him. That's in Matthew chapter six. And we'll get to that a little later. But he wants us to ask him and that gives him free reign to move. So think about this. I don't know if we read this last time. I can't remember. In the, in the book of Genesis, the Bible says that God gave man dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. Dominion means rulership. So he gave man dominion, man meaning mankind. He gave it to us to rule and to dominate the earth, right? That's why Adam was able to disobey and he allowed Satan in the garden and allowed Satan to deceive his wife and ultimately deceive him. He gave it away. Well, how did he give it away? Because it was his to possess. You know, sin came into the earth because of Adam's disobedience, because God gave man dominion. So now if we want God to flow and to move into the earth, we have to ask him because the authority and dominion has been given to us on the earth. So now we're praying to him for whatever it is that we have need of on the earth. You get that? So when a tragedy happens or something happens or before something even happens, you know, we're praying and believing God and God is moving. And we were, we went over last time um, in the scriptures about the will of God and his will. So we know that his word is his will. So whatever's in the book is his will. You understand what I'm saying? The will of God is the scriptures. You have the old will, which is the old covenant. And you have the new will, which is the new covenant. The new one kind of clears up some things in the old that wasn't so clear in the old. So that's why we pray. And that's why we should be praying for others. That's intercessory prayer. And you don't know how powerful intercessory prayer is until you actually dig into it. You know, I don't know if you ever had this happen to you, but it's happened to me before several times. And it happens as the Lord wills where he'll wake you up in the middle of the night and he may place somebody on your heart. He may not necessarily give you the specifics. He may not tell you, hey, I need you to pray for such and such because they are um, out and about and they're stranded. He may not say any of that. All thing you may wake up with is a person's name on your heart. Pray for them. And sometimes as you're praying, as you just start out praying for whoever, some things may start to come up in your spirit and you may start to hear some things like, okay. And now you can start kind of praying specifically. That's supernatural. That's that's how God wants us to operate. That's intercessory prayer. So, so God has chosen intercession as the primary means in which he releases his power now and forever. Jesus operated in the principle of intercession when he created the earth by speaking the word to the Father. He releases his power now and will rule the nations forever in partnership with his people through intercession. So intercession causes us to internalize God's word and change us. Intercession also unites our hearts to people and places we pray for. Intercession renews our hope and faith. Intercession imparts life John 663 intercession makes a long-term impact beyond this age I mean interceding praying for people praying for things I mean people going through some hard times I think somebody used to use the term called faith projects where sometimes you could hear a person going through 
and you don't have to tell them that's the thing about prayer you don't have to go to someone and say yo i'm gonna be praying for you or i overheard you talking i'm gonna be praying for you you sure you can do that you know but there's a certain way you should do that but sometimes if you know someone is going through a hard time and you're kind of hearing them and or maybe you may be reading a post and you kind of see people are kind of going through or whatever have you make up in your mind say hey every day for the next however many days next five days or the next week i'm only going to pray for this person i'm going to take my time out of my prayer time and i'm going to intercede and pray for this person and do once you do that you'll begin to see the lord work and as you see things begin to change in that person's life you don't have to go to them and say yo well you know i was praying for you fam you know it's because you don't want to give off that impression of even yourself that help yo the reason why this is happening is because i prayed because now you're turning it into a prideful selfish thing you know you don't have to do that you know you can be led and say hey and someone say hey, yo this is my testimony i you know I overcame this situation blah 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 you know if you want to you could say yeah old man you know hey that's what we was believing god for you know i was praying for you if you want to but i guess just speaking for myself i guess depends on the situation and the person i don't even say anything i'll just praise god with them but i don't make the acknowledgement of you man i was praying for you night and day i was turning over my plate just for you you know what i'm saying so which leads us to matthew chapter 6 verse 5 so let's go there matthew 6 verse 5 it says when you pray don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. And this is Jesus speaking. I tell you the truth, that is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, they ain't talking about us, but when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your father in private. Then your father, who sees everything, will reward you. Music in the Yeah. Yo, the fans call me nice. The French call it nice. Can do this all night, but the genre call it niche. I'm trying not to waste lines, cherishing these baselines. Retirement keep calling me on FaceTime. Still, I just a student when I'm rapping. You can feel it like it's magic. Don't feel it till it's gone. You don't miss it till it happens. You sitting in nostalgia trying to bury your attachment. Look, I've been on holiday, just building up camaraderie. Finding all the keys like I'm Amadeus. I'ma stay up dreaming about scenarios. I sign a dotted nine, then I wake up with my soul and I'm doing just fine. Yeah, I'ma tell the story while this breath me every time i land on this question like why he keep on blessing me it's no religious buzzwords these don't follow trends this is what a friend we have in jesus mama singing hymns the text is still eternal you just text it from a burner you find a glimpse of heaven reading sketches in my journal like i'm banished on an island scribble down some revelations the only thing that's left is elevation because it's gonna be that ultimate highly the powder on the table you ever knew his power then at least you know he's able the ultimate highly the powder on the table if you ever knew was power then at least you know he's able Yes, I'm still that little church boy with four button suits. Now I live in a community, put down a couple roots. It's feeling more important every time I write a verse. Like I stop someone from giving up or giving up on church. And boy, you gotta feel that before you think it's real what you doing. Took a second to remember what I'm losing. Every loss is a gain. I'm staring at the throne with nothing in my hands and some rags for my clothes. Presented with that new linen, beautiful design. Like I never take it off, it gon' stand the test of time. And look, you ain't never seen a Press this fly, 
Walking through the clouds on this Pinterest vibe And we don't got no pimps this time And we gon' see them sons and the daughters turn to princess bride What you don't understand come alive And I'm on 10 Now I'm on that 2020 seeing way better than I ever did Asking for forgiveness is like medicine I can still tell you that I'm saved and I never lost the evidence I just lost the elegance, I just lost the drive to show you I'm heroic We needed something greater and you know it But I just lost that drive to show you I'm heroic We needed something realer and you know it, middle class This concludes side A Please flip to side B When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your father knows exactly what you need even before you ask him. So, is that saying not to pray publicly? No, it's not saying that. See, it's all about motive. So, he's saying that, you know... Let's dissect it. When you pray, he says, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on the street corners so that people can see them. He didn't say not to pray on the street corners or don't have a bullhorn or whatever you call those things and be praying and declaring the word of the Lord on the street corners if you so choose. He's saying that they're doing it so that people can see them. Whatever you're doing for the Lord, whether you're praying or not, if you're doing it, for the mere reason so that someone can notice you or so that you can be seen or so that you can project on other people that you are more spiritual than them he's saying that you have your reward God is not in that type of lifestyle or praying nothing to be seen so in verse 6 he says but when you pray go away by yourself shut the door behind you doesn't mean you have to be in a room with a closed door. He's just showing, he's just teaching us about privacy, going in private, going into your your secret place, as we say. Your secret place may be the bathroom stall, it may be your closet, it may be your bedroom, it may be wherever it is where you can kind of go off. Because we read in the scriptures where the Bible says Jesus went off, you know, from the crowd and he went to pray. So prayer is very, very intimate, you know, to the Lord. It's not something to be done. So that other people can see you. Now, if you're a husband and wife, yes, you can pray together and you should pray together. And even that's something that me and my wife are working on more and more, praying more together. We have a prayer life, but praying more together. So, but there are times when God wants you to, you know, go away by yourself and pray for others. Because we're talking about intercessory prayer. We know that most known prayer that everybody knows is petition prayer. That's just simply us praying for ourselves primarily and asking God for things that we need, want, need, and desire. And we covered that in part one. So he says, once you do it privately, he's saying that God is going to reward you. I think the King James Version says God rewards you openly, meaning that the blessing and the reward will be able to be seen by others. So sometimes, um, sometimes you see people walking in, you know, the blessing, but you don't know what it took for them to get to that point. You don't know the pain that they may have endured, the prayers that, you know, they had the prayer and just all the everything that they had to endure to get to where they are now. So that's why, you know, that's what he says about reward and opening. So sometimes when you see people, it seems like they're getting blessed all the time. You, you wasn't there behind closed doors. 
You don't know what that person was doing 10 years ago or whatever that led up to that point. Nothing is circumstantial. Nothing is just by chance. Prayer was involved. Verse 7, he says, when you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. What he is saying is, is that don't think that because you're coming to God and you keep saying the same thing over and over again, that's going to make him work faster. Another translation called them meaningless repetition. Go with me to 1 Timothy chapter 2. 1 Timothy chapter 2. Verse 1, it says, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people, ask God to help them, intercede on their behalf, and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceful and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. This is good. And pleases God our Savior, who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. So, the scripture urges us to pray for everyone and to ask God to help them. Now, of course, you can get more specific as you're praying. You have to understand, you don't know everyone. So, of course, it has to be, um, like I said, intercession. A lot of times can be people you know and people you don't know. The people you may not know, God will place on your heart as to, you know, God will place th those individuals on your heart. So you can pray for people you may not know. Yeah, intercession, really, when you're praying for somebody, it's really, you are asking God to help them. So, in whatever facet it is, remember the Apostle Paul asked us, asked the believers during that time to pray for him, that he will continue to speak boldly. So, in essence, you're asking God to help him. That's help. We all need the Lord's help. If you ever come up, if it ever comes a point in your life where you feel like you don't need help, then that's how you know you need help. Notice he says, pray this way for kings. Now, we, now there are no kings. We live well. I live. I know people are listening from different countries, but uh, I live in, in the United States of America, North America. This is a was considered a democratic republic. This is not a monarchy, so we don't have any kings and God. God isn't himself picking people out as to who he wants so we're in a democracy where the people of this nation vote for who they want in a particular office in our case it's deemed as the president of uh, as the president of the united states so god has ordained the position of a president for this nation he doesn't necessarily pick the person we actually are picking the person but whoever happens to get in there because of our vote god is saying that we need to pray for them now unfortunately we do have uh donald trump as our president i'm not too fond of him personally but we still should obey the scripture because believe it or not he represents this nation and we need him to win because if if by any means if he ultimately then the whole nation takes an L. Now I know we're being laughed at because of him and the crazy stuff that he says. So we we are laughing stock right now, but that should not keep us for praying for him. This would really really be good for a lot of us, especially people who really can't stand him, 
it's going to really check your heart. And God can really soften up your heart uh, for him because hey, he's the president. This is the nation that you're in. And anybody with a right mind. Now, if you want God to, if you want him to get assassinated, then that's just a demon. You got a demon in you and you need to get that checked. <laughs> and we'll deal probably with demons in the later episode as far as deliverance. But yeah, you can't be. Y'all know you may not like him, but you can't want the man to lose his life. Now, we want him to, you know, some of us for him just to step on down from office. But, yeah, you can't you can't be praying. Now, I've read a lot of comments and crazy stuff like, can he get assassinated already? Well, you don't want to wish death on no man, regardless. But anyway, so we got to pray for our current president and then the president's after him. And we should have been praying for the presidents before him, regardless of skin color, regardless of gender, if they're in that position. We just see we see right here in first timothy 2 and 2 he says pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so he is a person in position of authority a president is a person that is in a position of authority our police officers our military all those things like i said even police officers that may be abusing their power in that authority that end where the abuse is coming in at the Lord is going to check that. So we can't really, we can't take officers and place them all in one box. You know, we have to keep the ignorant ones and the racist, and the racist ones separate from the bunch. So we just got to pick all of them out, separate them from the pile. And we ultimately still have to pray for, you know, law enforcement. And you got to pray for the racists, too. You know, they're ignorant. So you want to pray that God will deliver them of their ignorance and they can see the error of their ways and repent because somehow they think they're going to get into heaven. But there are no racists in heaven. That's why I say you got to pray for their mind because they deceive. They think they're all right. We look down at verse five. It says, for there is one God and one mediator who can reconcile God and humanity. The man, Christ Jesus, he gave his life to purchase freedom for everyone. Hallelujah. I'll read that again. For there is one God. So there are not two gods. There aren't three. There aren't four. There's only one God. I speak to people a lot and they talk about, well, you know, Allah, you know, Allah and, and God, you know, all the religions, you know, it's really just, yeah, there is one God, but all of us, all the different religions, they don't serve the same God because if that was the case then that means that the religions and their holy books should line up with the bible they all should be saying the same thing if it's the same god if it's the, if allah is arabic for god and the god of the muslims and they're saying that well hey it's still the same god but they don't believe that jesus is the son of god the quran actually see i'm getting into something else that I wasn't even trying to get on into. <laughs> but I'll finish my thought. The Quran quotes the Bible. The Bible never quotes the Quran. So if God, as we know him, is Allah, then why is the Quran contradicting the Bible? Shouldn't they say the same thing if it's the same God? Just asking questions. And if Muhammad, who was supposedly the prophet 
of Allah, how come he has to quote the Bible? That's saying that the Bible still sets precedence because it's still showing that the Bible is still the authority. Because if you're the authority, you don't have to quote another book if you are the authority. The Bible doesn't quote anything because it's the authoritative word of God. Now, I didn't mean to get into all of that, but that's just a little piece and we will deal with all those things in later episodes. We're building to that point, but we're going to deal with all those things, things that I'm studying, things that I'm really digging into as far as race and just religions and all these other things. And it's going to be all going to get clarity and understanding and truly understand why Jesus is Lord and why we need him more than ever. So understand intercession is the biggest form of prayer we can possibly do because it's unselfish. You are putting yourself aside to pray on someone else's behalf. There is never a time limit on prayer. So whether you praying for five hours or five minutes, God sees our sacrifice as we're interceding and praying for others and asking God and asking God to help them understand that you are sowing a seed in prayer that when things come up in your life and you're needing someone to pray for you, you can have people praying for you. Some people that you may know and some people you may not know. I do it quite often. Just find somebody. We all on social media. Find somebody, celebrity, non-celebrity. If you know someone is struggling with or dealing with an issue, you don't have to tell them. Just take some time aside, set some time aside and say, you know what? I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to be praying for them for the next two or three days. That God going to work it all out for them in Jesus name. So if this podcast has been a blessing to you, please share this with your family and your friends. If you'd like to send me an email again, you can send it to mmsmedia314 at gmail.com. Remember the words from the book of Romans, chapter 3, verse 4, the latter verse. Let God be true and every man be a liar. Until next time, I'm out.